ESPN. The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Cover Your Assets. Have another great show lined up for you here. Uh, a topic that uh, certainly uh, is uh, always at the uh, forefront of any any degree of, of financial success anyway. And the name of that, or that topic, the name of the show actually, is The Challenge of Spending Less Than You Earn. Boy, oh boy, is that a big one. Uh, so many is a time that I I work with someone, or better yet, maybe somebody comes to me, we do an initial consultation, and I'll they'll say, where do we go from here? That's a, typically at the end of my uh, consultation, first time meeting, they'll say, where do we go from here? Which means they, they have an intent on going uh, farther, and then I'll tell them, you know, what I what I expect that we should be doing as an agenda, maybe, and then what that's going to cost, or at least what it's going to initially cost. <clears throat> and when I bring up the fact that I want to get a controlled and intentional spending plan dialed in, they will often recoil from that and say, "No, no, we're we're doing just fine there. We really don't need any help. Thank you very much. Doing just fine." And there's a lot of reasons why that is such a uh, uh, knee-jerk reaction for people. Because, <clears throat> because one, they don't want you touching their lifestyle. They are, they are by goodness, going to live that life, spend that money, and nothing you're going to do or say is going to change it. As a matter of fact, most of them in that area are, are regardless of what they tell you. And, you know, they'll always tell you that, you know, we're not extravagant. We're not like other people. You don't need to worry about that with us. Um, because, you know, we, we just don't spend a lot of money. The reality is that most of them are frustrated because they don't have more money to spend on their lifestyle than they want to. That's, that's usually the issue. And so I'm continually fighting this. And, you know, we could argue, you and I, that that is a real act of futility on my part. Because, you know, when you start talking to people about the things that are near and dear that they want to do in their lives, you run the risk of them just saying, you know what, then screw this. I really don't don't have any intent in working with you and going any further. Um, I mean, I mean that sincerely because this is a this is a protected animal here. Uh, to touch any of that stuff. But it is very much at the heart of whether or not you're going to succeed financially and create any form of, of net worth. And again, always definition, net worth, everything I own minus everybody I owe and whatever's left. And it is enormously frustrating because, in fact, infuriating to me that 
So many of our young people have been brought up with the notion that that's really not something you should be interested in. As a matter of fact, it's taboo. Stay away from it. Not about money. Who cares about money? Money's not important. Well, let's put it this way. Let's call it resources. Because whatever it is you want to do almost always takes resources. And I hate to tell you, but nearly all of those things really take money. If you're working on a food in a food shelf or on a food line to, to help the poor, you think that doesn't take money? If you're going to travel the world, I don't even give a crap if you're going to hitchhike around the around you know Europe. It takes money. Everything takes money. I hate to tell you. Stop trying to run away from it. Everything. Resources and money are one and the same. And if you do want to save the world, well, then you apparently are doing well enough that you can afford to keep a roof over your head and food on your table. And and you've got the time that you need not dedicate to making money to pay for those things because you're doing well enough financially that you can afford to take the time to do things for other people without any regard for taking care of yourself or your spouse or your children. That's no small thing to do that. So this whole notion, this whole load of crap that it takes, that money's not important, it never will be, and, and, and you know, it's all about health and it's all about experiences and it's all about passion and it's blah, blah, blah. All that crap takes money. And it isn't that that's really crap because those things are important. I'm not even remotely saying that they're not. They are important. One wants to live a life of fulfillment and helping people, other folks, um, become what they can be, you know, helping them reach their potential. It is very honestly, without question, maybe the most, but certainly one of the most fulfilling things that one can do. And I say that as someone who sits in my office and does it every day. And I love it. Uh, You'll never, I don't want to retire. I never want to stop because I enjoy it so much. And the success of the people I work with and help is my success. And, And it's wonderful. So in no way am I saying that if someone wants to help uh, someone who is lesser or or whatever, is that a bad thing? And and can that be a, an extraordinary passion in your life? Most certainly it can be. And are many of the things that you might want to do seemingly not going to take money? Well, seemingly. But the reality is when you really analyze it and, and you really dissect it, you're going to figure out that a lot of the things that seemingly take no money really do take money. And so at the end of the day, if you want to be able to do these things, if you want to be able to pursue these things, one of my adages is before you save the world, let's get rich. One, you now have the capacity to afford the time to do that thing. Moreover, your efforts in that area, in that direction are leveraged dramatically and the reason is because now you have credibility that you know how to do this thing. You become successful and people now more listen to you. There's no question. There's no question. I mean, if you're going to go and pay uh, $1,000 to go to a seminar, who's the person you're going to listen to? Who's the person you're going to, I'd never do that. Yeah, well, you probably don't have the money to do it. But if you really wanted to do it, and you were going to spend that kind of money. You're sure not going going to go and listen to somebody who's a dismal failure financially 
and has never done anything. Now there are people, you know, there 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 are folks who are religious figures uh, who have who have foregone the money thing, and they have gone throughout the world and they have made great impacts. But see, they are often associated with organizations that solicit money from people who have it so that they can do the things that they need to do. So at the end of the day, even those people we're talking about, you know, whomever, they're also, you know, even though they personally may not have been financially successful, they are associated with fundraising organizations or groups that have raised money to be able to do the things that they want to do. Those resources, resources, money slash money, uh, have to come from somewhere. So when someone has been successful at something, now when you go to listen to them and you, and, and you tell them what you want, what, what, you know, what, how you want to change the world, they're, they're caught up in your story because they believe that you can actually do it because you succeeded at something. So at the heart of all of that, how do I create enough for myself in the form of stability, maybe wealth, uh, easier for most people to buy into stability? Um, it's less abrasive, apparently. Um, then I have to figure out how I'm going to spend less than I earn and put that money aside to create that that stability so that I can do the things that I want to do. And you don't have to be a you know, crazy saver living in a, a Spartan life your whole life, but you certainly have to do it for a period of time. Because every dollar that you put into the cost of a lifestyle, car, bigger house than you actually need, very subjective things, right? A nicer car than you actually need, nicer anything, everything than you actually need. And obviously, the minute you endeavor into a passion, you just go on and on and on and things technically or typically cost more and more and more as you go. So at what point did you cross over the line of necessity versus desire? Um, and that's, how do, you, how do you quantify that with anybody? Because it's different with everybody. And who are you to say that they're spending too much on something that they really like or enjoy? But nevertheless, as you do this, every dollar you spend on things that, listen to this, that you put money into, that either don't make money, okay, so I put money into something and that thing doesn't make me money and does that thing increase in value at least relative to inflation. So anything that you're putting money into that doesn't do those things, that's a depreciating liability. That is not going to get you anywhere financially. And let's be honest, most of the people, that most of the things rather that folks are desirous of, that's what they are. That's exactly what they are. Boat, cabin, whatever, right? Travel, all of it. So everything you do, golf clubs, what what's the new, not tennis, but pickleball, whatever, everything, anything that you do, working out, all of it, none of it makes you money and it doesn't appreciate. And remember something, very important uh, uh, point to be made. Average people who will never succeed financially save money and people who create wealth and are wealthy invest. I just made the distinction 
of saving versus investing, whether you recognize it or not. If I spend less than I earn, but all I'm really doing is putting that resource away to be able to buy something. Hey, man, I got 10 grand. I'm going to go put it down as a down payment on a boat or whatever, or a, or some hunting land or whatever. All you did was save money to buy something. You're not going to get anywhere with that. That money, that resource has to be put into something that goes up in its value, at least relative to inflation. And most frank, most certainly there are certain things whose, uh, uh, whose increasing value, that is appreciation rate, may actually go up on average faster than the general inflationary rate that takes into account many, many goods and services and then averages it, diversifies it over the entire section of things, products and services that we're talking about. What if there's one or two things in that smattering of many, many things that typically is consistently going up more quickly than everything else. Well, then that means that's an appreciable asset. And that appreciation is a, is a very good inflationary hedge. Real estate. So that's a good one. But is it making me money? Well, that's another question. Just because something goes up in value doesn't mean it's making me any money. So maybe I'm keeping pace with inflation. A lot of people want to want to buy gold, want to buy silver, precious metals, whatever. Why are they doing that? Because they believe that it's a standard and that standard remains the same. So if I have gold and the value of money goes down because inflation is going up, if I want to buy that same ounce of gold, it's going to take me more currency, more dollars to be able to do it. But gold as a standard or silver or whatever it happens to be is remaining the same. That's the notion. But see, that's not making you any money. That's just staying the same. And there's nothing wrong with that because it beats the heck out of the alternative of losing purchasing power in your money. But if you think that's investing as they are continually portraying that, it's not. It's not. You're keeping pace with inflation, but I want a return on investment on top of that. I want to beat inflation and do even better than that. So as a standard to protect your money. But see, people are brought up to believe they're never going to go anywhere and just be safe, be afraid of everything. And and if it sounds too good to be true, it I'm sure it is. It always is. And so just be happy. Look. I want you to recognize that you have the capacity, every single person listening to the sound of my voice right now, you have the ability to be enormously financially successful, but the reality is most of you won't, not because I'm wrong, but because you don't believe it. That's why. So if you're going to spend less than you earn, you have to put it in things that one, at least maintain their their value relative to inflation, appreciating as we call it, which it may not be appreciating, it may be, just be simply stay, staying as a status quo. And then we also want something that, that uh, makes us return on investment and or creates cash flow and produces income. That's what we're looking for when we put our money. Now, none of those things are sexy. And when you hang out with your friends, nobody even talks about those things. Oh, I see you got a brand new car. Oh, I see you guys, you know, put a, put a, a, an addition on the house. 
Oh, I see that your, your, your kids are going to private school. See, all those things, none of those things fit in what I just talked about. But those are the things that you talk about. And that's what the average person measures themselves as to how are you doing financially. That's the challenge that you've got. And whenever you spend money on those things ongoingly, that very money could have been put into something that increased in value relative to inflation and created income and or appreciate uh, and or create a return on investment. But because you didn't, that money was spent and it was in direct competition with your ability to create stability in your life and later wealth. So the whole idea of spending less than you earn is because you don't want to be a saver. Average people save. If they have any extra money, what are they going to do with it? One, they're going to buy the crap I just told you about, which does not, it does not advance them financially from a net worth perspective. One iota or two, they're going to pay off debt or three, they're going to put it in the bank and live off of it. None of those things, not one of them is an investment. Did you hear me? So all the things that maybe everybody you know, all your friends, family, and everybody does with their money is the categorically wrong direction. If you ever want to really succeed financially, you have to learn to invest. Is that not obvious? So, well, I, you know, I say that. I know it's not obvious because nobody does it, right? Or or the, the people who do are few and far between. You know, wealthy people are not average, Everybody isn't successful. Most people are not. The vast majority are not. And it's because of the way they think. And it's because of the the mentality they've been brought up with that has been permeated, you know, into their pores since the time they were in elementary school. Let's take a break. We're going to be right back talking about what it means and how to do it. Gosh, it's hard. How do we spend less than we earn? And then what do we do with it? I'll be right back. Are you missing anything in your plan? Find out with JLN Financial's Retirement Checklist. If you could check all the boxes on the list, you may be ready for retirement. If not, JLN Financial can help. Get this checklist now at rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. JL and Financial offers insurance services. Investing involves risk. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and JL and Financial are not affiliated companies. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say, in the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, 
deed in lieu, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy? And then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world, and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> so, 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 back to it. Uh, as, I, as I tell you, I am fully aware of the challenges of day-by-day money management, the thing that people poo-poo and say, it's not really that important, I'm doing just fine there. Well, look, most of you are not doing fine there, but that's will be that as it may. If I try to change that, I'll be out of a job. Nobody will pay me because I'm aware um, that that is taboo. So what I try to do is not that. I try to determine what it is just so that we have a baseline and then I have you stick to it. So what you need to do is to figure out what does it cost you for a reasonable lifestyle? How much is that? And look, I can tell you right now, Um, The first thing that everybody needs to recognize is how much more it probably is than either you know or want it to be. Because when you consider everything that goes into the cost of what most people would, 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 you know, theorize as a reasonable life, (laughs) it's a lot of money. And so a reasonable life for most people will include family time during the holidays. It will include maybe a bit of travel or vacation. It will include, you know, backyard barbecues. It will include a lot of, it will include birthday parties or birthdays. It will include doing something of some sort that they like. It certainly has nothing to do with making money. And that hobby, uh, books, whatever, that costs money. And all of these things that might happen maybe once or twice a year, they still happen once or twice a year. And a lot of people like to like to earmark dollars as though they're saving. And more often than not, all that's really doing is just making them feel better. Because because the people need to feel better because they can't sleep at night because they're looking at the ceiling and they've got tears running down their faces because they don't have any money and they're scared to death of what's going to happen tomorrow. 
So they lie themselves into believing they're saving money when in fact they put that money away without any consideration or allocation for the things that I've just mentioned. And then when that that occasion or that thing happens, comes up, they take their so-called savings and they pay for that thing that they knew was going to happen before the year ever began. So were those dollars really savings? No, they were not. They should have been included in a controlled and intentional spending plan because that's what you said you wanted or expected as a reasonable life. And and by the way, for some of you, what you expect as a reasonable life is not even feasible based on where you are right now, which is why you may have credit card debt or may you, you may want to be angry at the world. And that's why you tell me that money isn't important because you're pissed off about it. So the reality is when you really put down without any respect for how much money you actually have or don't have, what you consider to be a reasonable life, and you put everything in there, and I mean everything, let's not play games with each other. Let's not delude one another. Let's look at what it really costs for everything one full year in advance. Do you buy a hanging basket to go out on the deck once a year? Well, let me tell you what, that goes in there one whole year in advance. Oh, come on. That's ridiculous. No, it's not. The, and, and I want to know that if you said you're going to spend $39.95, 40 bucks on a hanging basket, you're not going to spend 45 And if it costs 45 when you go to the Home and Garden Show, well, then I guess you're not getting a basket this year. See, that's what I'm talking about. So when you put all that stuff in there, you go, oh, my God. I had no idea it took this much money to have what I consider to be a reasonable life. And to be fair, uh, my reasonable life is pretty pathetic. (laughs) So when you put all that stuff together and put everything in there for the first time in your life, you then take that number. And then if you're smart, you recognize that it's going to require take home pay, take home pay to support these things. Wow. Wow, so you mean I got to I got to make this much money per hour or per year or per month. And then if I'm a business owner, I have or I'm a salesperson, I have gross commissions or I have gross revenue. I have to pay business expenses, then I have to pay taxes. If I'm an employee, I simply pay taxes, but I've got withholdings that are coming out of my check for my retirement account, my health insurance, my life insurance, my dis whatever, whatever, whatever you got, uh, dental, eye vision, whatever. And then I have take-home pay, which is a way less than that number. And I have to support this reasonable life with that money. Holy crap, I don't have enough money to even have a reasonable life. Nor, no wonder I'm an angry person. Yeah, that's like what? 80% of the population, probably. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You want to walk around deluding yourself saying, I don't understand why, why we don't have any money. I make a lot of money. We should have plenty of money. Do you want to keep deluding yourself like that? Or do you want to actually sit down one day and figure out, okay, no wonder. So then for the first time in your life, you realize that there's only two ways to make this work. Spend less, make more. And if you're already unhappy with the life you have, and in fairness, you want a better life, not a worse one, lifestyle-wise. Well, then the only thing left is to make more money just to support that reasonable lifestyle without saving anything. And if you want to create any form of stability so you don't have to go to work every day, because if you don't have stability, well, then by God, if you lose your job, you're really screwed because you have nothing to fall back on. If you want to create stability, you got to spend less than you earn. 
And the first and most important thing that takes place in that is the revelation of how much it actually takes for you in your mind's eye to have a reasonable life. Then we start planning around that. Let's take another break. We'll be right back. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect 
tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, if you're going to determine what that total cost of a reasonable life is, the real purpose behind it is to hold you to it. That's the real purpose because because the challenge is that as people make more money, they want to naturally evolve financially. And as I've just described to them, evolving financially means having more stuff that does not make you any money, nor even keep pace with inflation. So it's not appreciable. It's not income producing and it doesn't produce a return on investment. So their sense of, hey, if I can, you know, evolve, uh, elevate myself, uh, graduate or advance within my business or my career, then obviously I get a better car. I get a better this. I do more of that. And all of those things tend to go up right alongside of one's increasing income, which means they're not going anywhere. They're still in the exact same position. So the goal, wherever you are, at whatever point in your life, is to take that that acceptable, reasonable life that you come up with, not me, and then hold you to it so that when you make more money, you don't automatically advance your lifestyle. And we take that money and then I teach you about the different types of of investment categories, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You determine where you think for you, your life, your, your comfort level, your personal sensibilities, where is the best place? And that might also manifest itself as in, I'll put a percentage in this category, a percentage in this category, and a percentage in that. And then maybe if I make more money, I'll also take 10% and reward myself or my family or whomever as well. That's how that, that is. But see, now I'm excited about it. And I've got designs on it. And so instead of making more money and immediately seeing those dollars in my bank account and my brain goes wild thinking about all of the garbage that I just described that I can buy with it, I now am excited with that same amount of extra money left over that I've worked so hard to spend less than I earned. And I'm going to put it into investments because I'm excited about what those investments can do for me in the form of stability for my, for my family and me. And also it then takes me towards a place where maybe I could actually consider or see, you know, you got to walk before you can run. You can only see so far. I can see the idea that if I can create the stability, inevitably I can go a step further and start creating some, some wealth or some actual, you know, significance for myself but it starts with that and that's the idea and it's not easy and the reason it's not easy is because you've got so many things pulling on you and the idea that that you don't care what other people think just know that the more frequently that I hear somebody tell me that they don't care what other people think and that money's not important to them and you got to know this every day that's an everyday thing The more somebody says that to me, the more I am utterly certain that it is to them. So if you're that person 
who's always walking around saying, I'm not interested in money. Money's not important. You say it with aggression because you're pissed. And you tell me that. You just need to know. It's psychology, Jack. I hate to tell you, but I see right through it. And anybody else who knows how this stuff works or any degree of, of training knows that the more that you adamantly say that something doesn't matter to you, the more it does, period. End of story. Say what you want. Scream it from the hilltops. You're full of it. Okay? So the reality is, yes, it does matter. And I have a problem because I am continually and incessantly trying to improve my lifestyle and maybe even improve my station in life in the eyes of other people because I am concerned with what other people think. Tell me, I don't care what other people think. Yeah, uh-huh, sure. You're always, we all are, me included, concerned with what other people think about us. Now, maybe you'll tell me it doesn't just have to do with money. It has to do with consideration and compassion and all those things. And I don't deny that. I don't deny that. But it is something to do with the fact that your house is a pigsty. It is something to do with the fact that you drive a nice car or a beat up car. It is something to do with the fact that you have, you look nice when you go out to church or to dinner or you don't. Come on. So all of those things, they all cost money. And so we are at, at challenge every time we actually have two nickels to rub together as to where they're going to go. And if we don't get people excited about what they can do with that money, they immediately reward themselves and buy the crap that I just talked about. And if the money gets put in the bank, it's only in the bank long enough to consider all the things that they can buy with themselves, i.e. crap. And then they do that. Or they think they're saving money when they're really not saving money because they didn't take into account all the things that they wanted to do that were just reasonable not over the top, not extravagant, God forbid. And they just spend that money. So let's just figure out what it takes for Christmas, birthdays, anniversaries, playing softball, blah, 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 going, going antique shopping. I don't know. Whatever it is you do, let's put money in there and let's put a number on it. And, but then you can't exceed that number under any circumstances. Now you know what that number is. Oh, devastating. And now you have to go to work. Your brain has to kick into another gear and you have to figure out how you're going to make more money than that. Exhausting, isn't it? And then we're going to take that money and we're going to put it into things that actually make us money. So when I talk to people who are business owners, they do everything I just told you. They'll tell me about how that doesn't matter. Well, here's the real reality. If you can't manage your own personal spending, because as someone who is independent, it's why people start businesses, they want control. If you're that person, you want to be able to prove that your direction as compared with the traditional path of going to school or working and getting an experience for a company and trying to evolve. You went out on your own and you're trying to prove to everybody that your decision, your direction was right. And but how do you prove that? Well, I just told you, didn't I? So you got as much trouble as everybody else. And if I can't fundamentally teach you how to manage your own personal expenses, to know that when the business pays you, it pays you that amount of money and no more, no more, no slush fund, then we're never going to get anywhere. And not only that, you're going to have very little money to reinvest into the business to grow that business. Because if your business is always on the grow, you're always having to finance in advance before it happens 
the cost of growth. The cost of growth is manifested in the infrastructure that you have to create in advance before you take on new business. Just imagine, you don't go out and solicit a ton of business and the business is ready to collapse and then you go and get resources. Most often, you have to bring on manpower, labor, and materials and equipment and then go get the business. Well, that means you got to have money in advance to continually grow to do that. You've heard me, if you listen to me from time to time, say, look, I might bring on three new people in my business who all have more than 10 years of experience in the thing that they were hired to do, but they've never done the thing for me in my business. And the way I want it done with this company in this business might be different somewhat from what they've done in the past. And I need to teach and train them to become proficient in doing it that way. And that could take several months, which means for several months, I'm paying them more money than they're actually earning for the business. Whoa, that means I'm burning cash. I'm spending more than I'm making on these people. I'm buying a piece of equipment, but that piece of equipment is not being utilized on a consistent ongoing basis, which means I'm spending money making payments on it, but I'm not using it that much yet. Because I haven't sold the work to do that much. And that means I got to pay for something that I'm not even making enough. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? That's why this notion that you're going to grow a business organically and have tons of profits to reinvest in your business, just going to grow and grow and grow. And you're never going to need to get loans and financing to do that. It's delusional. But most small business owners, that's exactly what they think. They're, they have no clue what they're doing. They're good at what they're good at the work. They might be good at being a carpenter or they might be good at being a mechanic, but they're not good as a business owner. They have no clue what they're doing. Never mind the fact that they got 10 people working for them. So starting with how you manage your money and paying yourself an amount of money that is an expense to the business. Make no mistake. The, the cost of the owner income is a cost to the business that often might be one of the larger expenses to the business, yet most business owners are just paying themselves willy-nilly all over the place, so there's no predictability, there's no financial forecasting, there's no planning in that, and they think that the money that's in the business operating account is their money that they can spend when they want to, when they see something that they want to do personally. As a matter of fact, for many business owners, and most certainly for salespeople, their success goals in terms of growing and making more money are tied directly to buying more of that crap I talked about for themselves. Is it any wonder that so few people succeed? So as I describe the challenges of spending less than you earn, are you getting a picture of why this is and how hard it is? Don't poo-poo it like it's not hard. It is very challenging because you're trying, if you want to do this, spend less than you earn, invest, invest, invest. Well, then you kind of have to protect yourself from yourself, don't you? And that's the challenge. And I do not believe, I do not believe in getting disciplined. I believe you create systems that are so good that the human being, we're all fallible, aren't we? The human being can't screw it up despite themselves, or at the very least, they have to do it consciously and and hopefully it'll stop them. So let's take another break. We'll be right back talking about the challenges of spending less than you earn. We'll be right back. 
Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Social Security, you've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of it? Jim Baer and his team at JL and Financial can show you ways to do that with their free Social Security report. Download your copy today at rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. JL and Financial offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and JL and Financial are not affiliated companies. JL and Financial is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or governmental agency. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years experience in this highly specialized field and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly and most importantly, help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, you know, you listen to me talk about this, and you could get the impression that uh, I'm talking to everyone else. And here's the reality. Why am I so able to speak about these things? Well, one, because I work with people every day. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in my office and, and uh, endeavoring to, to, to do eight billable hours a day sitting in front of clients. That's a, that's a day. That's a long day. And sometimes it's many times it's 10 hours in a day with one, one, you know, one group or one person leaving and the other ones literally walking in the door at the exact same time with zero break, sometimes not even a bathroom or water break in between. And they're telling me and I'm dealing with and helping them with these very things. But here's an even better reason why I can so fluently and capably talk about these things. Because I'm not immune to this stuff either. I get it. I get it. My And my wife is one of those 401k speakers. <laughs> she works in a diner at the Galleria. And everybody 
in the, not everybody, but a lot of people in that area, they are exactly what I'm talking about. They work for the corporations. It's all about the cars they drive, the clothes they wear, the houses they live in, the schools they went to. That's what I mean when I say speak 401k. It doesn't have anything to do with whether you do or don't have a 401k. It is you think that way. Corporate people are that way. My wife runs a store and she is in contact all day, every day with those type of people. She is a retail girl. She is a 401k speaker. And between she and I, we are at odds every day. I believe that I live a very modest life. It doesn't mean that I don't like nice things, but I really, really try to temper what I spend money on. And I know I could spend a lot more money and I could have a lot more stuff. I know that. But I was brought up on a farm and I have a very hard time doing that. My my wife lives in the world of the 401k speaker. My wife is lives in the world of retail where where it is all about the Louis Vuitton handbag and all of that. Oh, you know, that crap I was talking about. Yeah. And here's the thing. I love her desperately. And I want to give her the things that she wants. I want her to be happy. That's the same thing with all my kids. So it has been a challenge my whole life. I mean, at one point, I didn't make near enough money just to give them anywhere close to a reasonable life. Not even in my mind and expectation, let alone theirs. So I understand what it means to struggle. I understand. And... So it isn't to say that doing these things means that you've got to live this life forever. And it certainly isn't to say that the things that I refer to as crap really are crap. Because look, at the end of the day, I get it. We want to live. And if we die tomorrow, we don't want it. We don't want it to end having never enjoyed life. I get it. So what what is the enough's not enough? Too much is too much. What is the dichotomy or the finesse in between there? Guess what? It's for everyone to determine. It's not me. When I work with people, I don't tell them to spend less money. I don't tell them where they, where they, that they're spending extravagantly ever. I mean, ever. I may tell them if they do something, how they might be able to do it more efficiently and spend less to get the same thing. I very definitely might tell them that, but I never tell them what they cannot or should not be doing. That is up to every human being, and I respect that of every human being. But bottom line is, if we don't spend less than we earn and we don't put that into investments, then you're never going to get anywhere from a financial perspective. Now, I'll, I'll agree with you that having money in the bank beats the heck out of not having any money anywhere. I won't argue with that. But I would much rather have that money in an investment that is yielding a return on investment than something that is going down in value. Uh, you put money in the bank today, and many times this is the case, buying CDs, you're actually losing money versus the inflationary rate. And you have to understand something else about the inflationary rate. Most of the time, what you're hearing on TV is not accurate. And remember that everybody's individual inflationary rate can be totally different than what the average overall inflationary rate, which very, very 
absolutely is a political pawn anyway, right? Meaning that, meaning that politicians use that inflationary rate to either bolster themselves up or to make someone else look bad. So what you're really hearing is never accurate as it relates to you anyway. You overcome that by simply saying, screw it, I'm going to put my money into something that reasonably creates a return on investment that is easily above the inflationary rate, and I don't worry about it. But see, that isn't saving money to buy something, at least for a period of time, because the money that you invest has to be able to take on a life of its own. It has to actually begin to snowball to a point where literally your investment dollars wherever they're put in physical assets or paper assets are making more money on an annual basis than you are with your earned income. That's your goal. And when we talk about financial independence, I'm not, you know, you're all, you're all indoctrinated to retire. Screw retirement. If you're young, your goal, if you're 25 years old, is to get to a point where your investments are making more money more money than you're earning in your day job. And your goal is to do that in five or 10 years, (laughs) not when you're 70. And if that, if you can do that when you're 30, 40, 50 years old, you are so far ahead of the average person. It's ridiculous. Now that doesn't mean you're going to quit working because if you have accomplished that, you are enjoying the success and progress that you're making. And human beings need to see progress. It's why they buy crap. Because they have to do something to show them that this misery and this toil, this going to work every day and, and you know, uh, treading water like the puffer fish in the middle of the ocean has some value or virtue. So they buy crap to make themselves feel better. Well, imagine if you're making these enormous strides and you're investing and your investment portfolio, whatever, wherever it's manifested, whether it is in real estate, whether it is in a business that has sale value, whether it is in paper investments, whatever, when that starts growing, and even though most of the people you know are not even going to be impressed by it because they're impressed by the new house, the new boat, the new car, you internally have a silent swagger. Because you know how well you're doing and you see that progress ongoingly and you are lit up by it. When that happens, why would you ever want to stop that process? It's a blast. It's fun. Now, that is what I have strived for my whole life. And so if you're that type of person, then we have that in common. And it's hard to talk to those who are the 401k speakers because we speak different languages. And I'm aware that when you think this way, and not just think this way, but actually act this way, do these things in your life, you are going to be a unicorn. You are going to be an outlier. You are not going to have a lot in common with most of the people that you know. Now, maybe everybody you know is like that too. And if so, then you are are very fortunate. Because then your expectations from the time you were young were this way, and these were your pursuits, and it was easy. But for a lot of people out there, that's not the case. They were never taught to think this way. Their parents don't, their friends don't, their coworkers don't. And so what they believe, it's like speaking in an echo chamber. They all hear the same thing from the people they know and work with, and they all think this way. And if you come into a conversation speaking in the way that I have over the last hour, 
they all look at you like you're like you've got something wrong with you. And even if they can appreciate the things that I've said, they certainly don't conduct their lives in that way. But if you do, if you can put on your blinker and turn on a dime and change those things, determine how you look financially. Because if you manage your money in the way I'm talking about, guess what? When you go to a bank, you can qualify for the loan to buy the business. You can qualify for the loan to expand the business. You can qualify to buy the 12-unit apartment building or the, or the duplex or whatever. And all of a sudden, life changes. And man, is that a good place to be. Is that what you're looking for? I know I haven't gotten into technical aspects because I've learned over the last, I guess, what, 12 or 13 years now, this show has been on the air, that a lot of the technical stuff is lost on people. It's the mindset, folks. It's a challenge to spend less than you earn, but if you can do it, you will enjoy life in a way that only others can dream of. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. You're listening to 1500 ESPN on KSTPAM 1500 and 94.5 HD2 Minneapolis St. Paul. This is SportsCenter. I'm Ed Banking and we'll be 